0: Hello, it's Gareth here. And if you're the sort of person who downloads podcasts on the day they're released, then you're probably thinking, this isn't Tuesday. And you know what? You're right. It's been a bit of a week. There was a point over the weekend where my washing machine was shooting water vertically onto our ceiling, where I thought, yeah, the podcast's not being edited on time, is it? So sorry about that. Um, but here it is. I don't know uh, now if. Next week's goes back to being on Tuesdays, or if we move to Wednesdays, like a sort of continental drift. But, Ezenials, you understand the media landscape is in flux, and have learned not to become too attached to anything, from mini-discs to MTV2. So I am more than confident that you will cope. Here's the show.
1: to The Zenial Domes Little Dome with me, Essel Sears,
0: and me, Gareth Gwynn.
1: This is the version of our podcast where we look back at a month in Zenial history, and this week I'm going to be presenting to Gareth February 2016.
0: What would I be doing in 2016? Gearing up for Brexit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, it's lucky you said that. Oh,
0: really? Go on. <laughs>
1: Because the first thing I want to talk about is, on 20th of February, 2016, David Cameron announced that the United Kingdom will hold a referendum on the UK's membership of the European Union.
0: Yes, he did. Yeah. We all knew it was coming, because he... Did we, though? Yeah, we did. Did we? I don't
1: know if I did. Oh, I was
0: was knee-deep in topical jokes in 2016. (sighs) He'd put, I'll hold a referendum on the EU in the Conservative Manifesto and people suspect that he put it in there thinking, and then when we get our coalition with the Lib Dems Nick Clegg can say no thanks and then I go, <laughs> sorry lads we, we had to trade that one away, and then next thing you know he's gone, ah oh, I only scraped the Scottish one <laughs> <laughs>
1: But politicians put stuff in their manifestos all the time, and then never speak of them again. <laughs> what I remember at the time as well is he had literally just been to the EU to talk about how best to work. You know, as the UK, as part of the EU, how we can have a better relationship, you know, all this stuff had gone into it. I like this was on the news for ages and they're following him, talking to different politicians in Europe and stuff and, you know, coming to agreements about how, you know, the relationship should work going forward. And then suddenly it's like, fuck that. (laughs) Because, I, I, again, because I think maybe that's why I didn't see it coming. Because I thought, well, he'd been doing all this schmooze to improve the relationship. So why is he now putting a bomb under it?
0: That, well, that was... My memory is, he went, guys, I'm going to negotiate us a better deal. And then we do the referendum on my new great deal. So he whipped over to Europe, did his deal, came back and was like, let's go. I can't remember if it was that was it that one but one of the times he went to europe and went i'm gonna thrash out a deal is when the papers found out that one of the things he likes to do when he thrashes out a deal is not go to the toilet (laughs) because he thinks it focuses the mind
1: okay he's doing you know when jeff goldblum was in france
0: Yeah. Did he not go to the toilet?
1: No. So Joey has to go into an audition and Jeff Goldblum's there and he has to read lines with Jeff Goldblum and he really needs to go to the toilet. And Jeff Goldblum really enjoys Joey's line reading because there's an urgency to it. Yeah,
0: that's right. Yeah. And so
1: from then on, like that's what Joey does. He makes sure that he's desperate for the toilet, but obviously, you know, it escalates and then he pees himself. So the... (laughs) Okay, so he's doing a Joey.
0: (laughs) So the... The Meeting was the audition, the peeing himself was the referendum.
1: <laughs> and you know how, if someone or something wheezes somewhere, you can still smell it for years. Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's because my,
1: my daughter so oh, when was it?
0: Hates Europe,
1: yeah. <laughs> Um, it would have been 2017. Mm. Like, she was a toddler, really small, like she was a year old. And I remember her peeing on the carpet on top of the stairs here. And I immediately, like, soaked it up, did everything I needed to do, put carb on it, like, did everything. But to this day, if we have a really nice summer's day <laughs> and the sun hits that spot of carpet, you can still smell it, and that's also Brexit. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> do you know what I'm going to
0: do? I'm going to quickly check that wee thing because I'm certain that was this. I'm trying to remember what event it was where he said, "David." Oh yeah, I want to talk about this. book. needs a wee? <laughs> right. There is an article from the Guardian that says does david cameron's full bladder technique work the prime minister conducted his eu negotiations while intentionally desperate for a p to achieve maximum focus but this is dated 2011 so so this is a this is a previous negotiation so apologies to david cameron if if during the (laughs) the one prior to brexit he was dry as a bone (laughs) (laughs) But having read having just had a look at this, this was a thing he did, so I wouldn't be he's he's played this game with the e u before, so I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if he went. It worked in 2011. 2016, eleven twenty sixteen I'm taking it even further to the wire during the eurozone crisis. He spent it simply desperate for a p apparently
1: but he was a younger man then i mean it's it gets it gets harder
0: now foreign foreign secretary oh my god (laughs) it
1: doesn't matter thinking about I can't I still can't um, it still doesn't register that he's foreign secretary
0: oh it's incredibly weird yeah
1: it shouldn't be allowed (laughs) how how does that just happen how are you just oh yeah fine sure camera's foreign secretary now
0: I don't know how I feel about it because I was furious when he just left I can't and now I'm furious that he's back.
1: <laughs> I don't know. But it's the fact that he's back, and he hasn't addressed the fact that he left. I think it's that. It's that. It's that coming back and pretending nothing happened. Do you know
0: how we've got a real downer on this podcast about Dirty Den in EastEnders?
1: <laughs> yes. And
0: about how him leaving never meant anything because they brought him back. Yeah. I, th- I, think, <laughs> I've, I think I've made my point. <laughs>
1: February 3rd 2016 is when Lord Lucan's death certificate was granted oh. mm, 42 years after he disappeared following the murder of their nanny yeah. and it was basically my understanding of this is so his son could get his title
0: yeah yeah anything <laughs> like I was just, anything else i thought you could say his son could get his money his son could get his house his son could get his car
1: it's basically all, all of the above
0: this is why i'm not getting anywhere in this country it's because i would go like that's the last thing you want isn't it it's title
1: i don't think we can ever fully understand the aristocracy girl <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, they I, move in mysterious ways of, of all lord lucan's things the last thing i would want is his name Yes. that's that's what this boils down to the
1: issuing of Lord Loken's death certificate 40 years after he disappeared has done nothing to solve the mystery of what happened to him um, no it's not
0: like you sign the death certificate and then he sort of pops out like you failed an escape room <laughs> and sort
1: of he yeah, like says unlocks oh. a level. yeah
0: he's in the trunk all the time
1: The yeah so it says now his death certificate has been issued his son Lord Bingham can inherit the family title He said, my own personal view, and it was one I took as an eight-year-old boy, is that he has unfortunately been dead since that time. He said he hoped it was time to find another Loch Ness monster out there. Sorry, what? What? Yeah, I know. (laughs) And there's no more context to that. He's changed
0: the subject.
1: (laughs) Yeah, has has anyone found the Loch Ness monster yet? (laughs) So,
0: is his point, I think we can all forget the searching for Lord Lucan and yeah, and, like go, he's become... and go back to the loch ness monster i presume sure yeah. it's the whole
1: mythology around it i guess yeah. um well it's it
0: cuz this is a this is paperwork isn't it this is yeah, some yeah. this is some paperwork that has to be completed 40 years after a very grim event
1: yeah miss Rivetson. um so the woman who was killed Neil Berryman said we have to get to the truth and justice for Sandra, horrible death, a young woman beaten, my mother. He would have been 81. So he could still be alive. Do you think he's
0: alive? I don't feel like I know enough about this.
1: Okay. He vanished from the family home following the death of their nanny. Um, And an was found that he'd murdered her. Lady Lucan said at the time of her husband's disappearance that he had admitted killing the nanny and that it had been an accident. Um and then she said that she believes he had jumped off a ferry leaving New Haven. But then there were there was there were reported sightings of him.
0: Yeah, there's always been reported sightings, but we've also had reported sightings of Elvis. So I'm you know, like every everyone loves a reported sighting. Yeah. A- a- any tall man with a moustache I think was, <laughs> was phoned in as Lord Lucan and the other thing is what you've got to remember is now everyone complains about like AI and fictional images and things like that but then you could take a photo of anyone and go that's Lord Lucan and the quality was so bad people go yeah probably is." like yeah. I think I think the-, the AI of the past was just a blurry photo taken in a sort of Marrakesh market <laughs> where people would go that's him isn't it I remember, yeah, could be. There was a lot of that sort of stuff going on.
1: Yeah, um, my my favorite theory was that um, he was held to ransom by the IRA, um, or that he had shot himself and asked for his remains to be fed to the tigers at Kent Zoo, owned by his friend Mr. Aspinall.
0: <laughs> Do we know anything about Mr. Aspinall? Basically, no. is he the guy who took over the Beatles' finances? <laughs>
1: Oh, he was an English zoo and casino owner. The zoos are known for the encouragement of close personal relationships between staff and animals.
0: So close that somebody goes, hi, I'm trying to escape from a murder. You can feed me to a tiger. <laughs> <laughs> I, I find that completely unbelievable, by the way. You know, you're like, I'll feed myself to a tiger. It's a long <laughs> way down the list.
1: But Gareth, the aristocracy. Yeah, you, we cannot fathom how their minds work. At, at least, at least shave the moustache before. <laughs> <laughs> well, on Aspinall's Wikipedia page. Um, There's a whole two paragraphs about his connection to Lord Lucan. I'm going to read them. Okay. Aspinall claimed that Lord Lucan, whose 1974 disappearance remains unresolved, had committed suicide by scuttling his motorboat and jumping into the English Channel with a stone tied around his body. (laughs) It's all a bit...
0: (laughs) Keith Robinson.
1: (laughs) It would have to be a massive stone. Well, the whole... The whole... The whole thing. Why why is he set it up?
0: Why is he set it up like mousetrap? Like, <laughs> I'll get in the boat, the boat will hit a rock, the rock will throw me over, I'll go in the sea. Goodness That's me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> if you wanted to um, to disappear, how would you do it? Uh,
0: it's really, like, I, I've heard about it. It's really hard in the modern world mm. to completely disappear, obviously. Um, I'm going to say this. Really carefully.
1: (laughs) Well, in case you do it.
0: (laughs) There are people I know who have tried to disappear and I have found them. Right, I'm not going to put this on (laughs) podcast. And I'll just tell you the story. Hello, it's me again, the Gareth doing the edit on a Tuesday morning. So, because there's a few innocent parties involved in this tale, I can't put this out. Um, and don't try slowing this tape-wind effect down and trying to listen to the story that way, um, because what you're listening to here is an interview I did with Benjamin Partridge for the Beef and Dairy Network, sped up to about 400%. So you're not catching me that way. Right, let's get back to it.
1: Yeah. I'm so glad you told me that story.
0: Yeah, it's nuts, isn't it? it's absolutely And also weird. how
1: threatening it sounds when you say that you're really good at fighting people online.
0: I am <laughs> really good at it.
1: So when you said we were going to find all those miss worlds, you weren't lying. I could do it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, that's incredible. Yeah. I'm going to give you a list of people yes. that I want found. Uh, genuinely, I'll,
0: I'll I'll do it and I'll enjoy it.
1: So there's a guy in. <laughs> How much information would you need? Oh,
0: barely anything.
1: <laughs>
0: I need a, I need a vague. I'm like a sniffer dog. I need his scent and I need. <laughs>
1: was now i I put something on social media ages ago about um like regrets like but regrets like people that you wished you'd um either approached or dated or snogged or whatever um is this gonna end
0: with me tracking a member of bros or something
1: (laughs) (laughs) no And it was based on the fact that um, the most good-looking man I have ever pulled was back... Uh, I could give you the dates. I went to Atlanta with work and just went round Atlanta on my own, which apparently you shouldn't do. No. <laughs> and I was at one point escorted to where I wanted to go by a police officer.
0: Right, okay.
1: <laughs> had a great time. <laughs> on my own (laughs) but then I went um, I went out one evening and I went to this bar but then I started talking to this guy who sat next to me he'd already been talking to some woman and I thought they were together but then she left and apparently they were just friends and we basically just ended up spending the whole of the rest of the day and that evening together he was going to see a band that evening so he asked if I wanted to go with him and I said yeah why not Obviously, I'm just going to trust random American man. And he said, "I just need to go home. First. <laughs> I just need to." I was like 25, 26. I went back to his. He he needed to get changed and have a shower and stuff. I remember him asking me, "Do you want to check your Facebook?" <laughs> this was like in 2006, 2007. He's yeah. like, do you, to, "Do you want to check your Facebook?" So I went on his computer and I checked my Facebook. Because at the time, you couldn't check those things on your phone. No, you couldn't. No one had those. You know, you had to log into a computer somewhere.
0: It wasn't such a thing where people were like, well, you've been away from Facebook for a a day. (laughs) You better get on Facebook and check (laughs) if anyone's poked you.
1: But it was more because I was away from home, I guess. I was abroad. So maybe I'd want to check in. I I don't know. Um, And then, (laughs) then he had a shower. And then... (laughs) <laughs> we sa- I started talking about guns for some reason. As you, t- <laughs> I-, I think it because I was just in America. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You got <laughs> to something find something to bond. Common ground. With common ground. <laughs> <laughs> so uh guns, eh? <laughs> 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 he had a gun. So I was in this guy's flat. <laughs> this has taken a bloody turn. I'm in Atlanta somewhere, but I don't know where I am. Um, i mean, this guy's flat. He says he, that he owns a gun. Yeah. And then I'm and just like... he has
0: he, full access to your Facebook.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, because I obviously forgot to log out. Yeah,
0: yeah. Like, I've, <laughs> I've got a perfect picture of this story now.
1: <laughs> Actually, I don't need you to help me find him. He's going to find me. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that-
0: is how I thought this story was going to go. <laughs> no.
1: He shows me the gun, <laughs> so he goes into his wardrobe and he brings out like this box, this like metallic box, and he opens it up. When he showed me the gun, like it made me feel physically sick. Like he yeah. asked me, he asked me for it to hold it, and I was like, no, no, thank you, for, for one thing, because I didn't want my prints on it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> more than anything else. <laughs> oh, my God. So, anyway, he was a paramedic fireman. So, I kind of thought, well, maybe he needs a gun for that, for, for medical reasons. <laughs> anyway, we went to this gig. Um, He had, like, this massive big um pickup truck, like a yeah. proper American one. I remember sitting in... <laughs> think i'm drunk it thinking my mum if she knew
0: yeah yeah what i'm
1: doing right now um i mean she'll probably hear this now possibly if this stays in
0: i'll I'll be honest this has leftovers episode written all over it (laughs) 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 just so you know the bit of my brain that's doing the editing is like i don't know how we attach this to lord lucan this is (laughs) this is very much its own thing
1: So we get to the gig, the band's really good, Um, we made out, uh, obviously, um, after all that, I then went to the toilet, and as I came out of the cubicle, um, I was set upon by a group of women, (laughs) because apparently, like, one of the women in this group of women I had been on a date with him or something, like, the day before. Oh. And they weren't together. No. But they'd been on a date. And she was pissed. <laughs> and I was just like, I'm, I'm from Aberystwyth. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't even know where I am right now. <laughs> anyway, I went to tell him. He went to sort it out. Um, he was
0: like, look, you can come around tomorrow and look at my space. <laughs>
1: we got we went to like party with the band afterwards because he was friends with them then I went back to his um and stayed the night and like nothing happened annoyingly but it was because I was hung up on someone else from home but I got home and then this guy completely ghosted me the guy I was hung up on at home so my regret was always I should have just gone with it um, because he was the hottest guy, and so ever since, so yeah, so when was this two th- thousand six, two thousand seven? Now and again, like you know the whole you know the whole Roman Empire thing. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Um, I, I think about him from time to time. What, what is his name? I can't remember his name. This is this is a thing you see. So I've got his job. Like, and I've got the dates, and I've got the band, and I've got the venue.
0: Tell me everything you know about him, and I'll see I what will. I can do. But I don't know. I will.
1: He was hot, number one. <laughs> <laughs> Just type in hot fireman." I've realised as well, the reason I say 2016, and like 2000, 2020, and stuff like oh, that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is because in Welsh it's, that's how it translates yeah, from course. Welsh. Yeah. It's two thousand. You, you wouldn't say 20-something. No,
0: you wouldn't. You wouldn't say 2016, 2017. No, that's it. no. a second it, it, language. It, it gives the whole thing a sort of air of formality, which I think the second half of that decade definitely needs. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <sighs> and yeah. on that note, if um, you'd like to get in touch. <laughs> yeah,
0: um send us an Instagram message or a tweet or a message on tiktok and um, we've got messages to go through there's some really funny ones that i want to go through um someone sent me some photos i really like which i want to describe properly but we'll do that another <laughs> week um add to the pile there's any com. we will see you next week for another episode thanks for listening bye-bye bye great let's save that um yeah so what do you know about this guy